When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, we're back with another Bald Move Pulp podcast. This is the second in our plan four part series. Well, probably fifth with a wrap up uh, of us going through two episodes at a time, considering Netflix's new mind bending. What the hell is going on? 1899. By the way, Jim, I still don't know what the hell is going on. Four episodes in. <laughs> OK, well, don't ask me because I don't know like, what the hell is going on either. And it feels like the, the, the paths are getting more and more windy rather than uh-huh. like we're halfway through but th- that makes sense halfway through a puzzle box everything should be the most exploded in fact i could go with another oh, yeah. two episodes of explosion before they have to start to bring things back to the end of the se- season um but i yeah i like the end of episode three mm-hmm. this guy's got this uh you know connect four board that he's playing with the slide uh, puzzle yeah with yeah, the triangles the, on it mm-hmm and like the circuit board that the captain just said that like, oh, this is one of the new changes they made when they dry dock the ships for three months. And it's like it's making the circ the, the you know, this uh, link that they've got with the boilers. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, the, the Prometheus is going to turn on and do something wild. And then they go to the outside view of the two ships. And I'm, I'm looking at the dark Prometheus. I'm waiting for the lights to turn on. And then the fog just sucks into the Kerberos. And the fucker disappears. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ah, 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 I, th- 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 yeah there's no like you were there's no explanation for that in 1899 or 1978 technology that's just fucking weird no. man the, or 2022 technology yeah no it's crazy um i i really love i, I love the aesthetic of this show and dark like D- dark had a lot of this too where like the if they're doing time travel stuff, if they're doing teleporting stuff, whatever their technology looks not steampunk. It, it, it's like mechanized in a way that is really cool. Um, it's more of like Dr. Frankenstein technology, like big yeah. physical switches and chunky. You can hear like solenoids engaging and electricity arcing. Uh huh. Yeah. It's got its own thing that it's doing. And I find it really cool just aesthetically. Yeah gothic steampunk maybe i don't know gothic and it's totally magical punk. right it's 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 not even like even if this stuff was just like sliding open doors and moving things around then like stuff that we could conceive of technology doing yeah. it would still feel kind of magical because none of this stuff feels like it should work right a slide what does a slide puzzle have in it that's like communicating with this machine on the wall that is built into the bow like none of it that's a makes whole logical away, yeah. technological sense but it it's very cool in the context yeah. of this world. You got full blown resurrection. You do. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very interesting tie in to the Prometheus theme that the someone that's eternally regenerating. Yeah, um, the end of season or episode four rather. Uh, yeah, the boy just returns. Yeah, there's a couple things I'm feeling stronger about. Like I've, I I think. What do you think? What, what do you think about what I'm thinking here? I think the boy equals Daniel. Yeah, I, I've been low key thinking that for for episode two, but three and four, I think really kind of they they definitely don't like say it. It's not certain, but there's a lot of no. implication. Yeah, the the one that because uh, I was kind of low key thinking that because I think there's a physical resemblance, and uh-huh. they did that so well in Dark, where they just cast oh, yeah. these people so perfectly. I feel like there is that going on. And then when Mara, who sees, you know, she's kind of already seen this kid as her adoptive son, you know, the son that she never had. And she's mm-hmm. forming this this bond really quick with him and the the mob. You know, because because we got just God, these are some crazy episodes. The mob formed has demanded the kid's blood. It's very uh, Stephen King's The Mist. You know, you got these sure, religious fanatics sure. that have taken Ugh. over. Yeah. I know, I know. The fucking worst. I get so angry, irrationally angry at these fictional characters. Yeah, no, imagine being subjected to this kind of treatment. And they throw this kid overboard because he's Satan. Mm -hmm. And 
uh you know they're all in the 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 state room uh the the dining room and uh daniel sidles up to mara who's she's trying to protect her this whole you know it's like hey things about to go bad lock yourself in the room uh he comforts her and they exchange some meaningful glances where like i thought you know this is all nonverbal, but with his eyes and expression he's like yo i'm i'm the the daniel is the little boy the little boy is me Mm-hmm. And then I thought she had like a look of awareness, like she got all of that. And then the kid golden flashed himself into the cabinet. Um, but I, I but the thing is, is like, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening, but I don't know what the fuck it means. Sure. Yeah. Because we're going time loops again. I didn't think they would actually do time travel because that was such a backbone of their other thing. But like, I guess why not? Yeah, they're, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this, these two episodes got me a little it, it like messed up it, it, and I couldn't like quite follow the dynamics um, of the mob forming. And I think it's there. It's all there. It's just I wasn't quite picking up what it was putting down because they're they're started off with like one faction that wanted to turn the ship around. Right. And the, the mutineers, the crew. Mm-hmm. Um and they take over and they lock the captain in a thing. But then another faction forms, which wants to kill the boy. But, but then by the end of it, the factions are teamed up and there's a new faction, which is like all the, the stragglers who weren't on board for either of those philosophies. I. Well, yeah, it, it, it started like the, to get a little messy for me, but in a good way, like I, I don't think it was super confusing. The friends is like the muscle of the boat. He's the guy mm-hmm. whose face is continually beat up, freshly beat up. No matter what happens, that's got to uh-huh. be something we're supposed to notice. Right. It seems like he I had this growing panic reaction where he just had to bust out and do something. And his something was we got a whole bunch of angry people because this little girl died and they want justice for us. I know I'll go to the ship's armory and I'll just arm everybody. And mm-hmm. with that power, we will depose the captain. But as the first officer, uh, what is his name? Um, Sebastian I, okay. points out, you fool. You've gone and given everyone, uh, all these panicky, panicky, scared people a gun. And the only thing from, we can. From tens of different cultures and countries. We don't know anything about these people. Yeah. Right, we can't speak their language there, and they immediately start forming their own kind of posses and just go and doing whatever the hell they want. I feel like it's going to be Gangs of New York, Titanic edition. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean when I say it got real messy. Just yeah, stuff gets real complicated real fast. Yeah, gonna have the dead rabbits going against the butcher's sons and I, I mm-hmm. the nine penny thieves. I, I don't know. Um, it's it's a wild uh, situation. Um. Especially now that like the kid pretty much proves that he is the devil, like there's uh-huh. some witchcraft yeah. power. I don't there's, know. That there's no way of getting rid of him. I, I no. love that. Like you, you can throw him overboard. You could probably like cut off his head. He's coming back, right? You're stuck with whatever this curse or whatever it is. So is. do you think? Do you still think Daniel is killing these people? Um, because I, I thought it's because you mentioned that they had this kind of snicker snack sound, where it sounds like someone's being stabbed. Or a uh, knife when, being being opened or pulled out or something. At the, yeah. yeah. And then when we see, maybe it's just him slide. That it could be the sound of him sliding those things around. Oh shit! I hadn't thought of that. Um, but but you're but right. He, when, when they inspect the bodies, there is not a scratch on them. Like you, yeah, I thought you her, would think they died of old age, natural I causes. I thought her neck would be broken, her throat mm-hmm. would be slashed. But these, but. And what's more, bodies keep piling up. And I'm trying. God, I wish I had time Fast. to watch this a second time. I'm trying to think if there was ever bodies discovered where Daniel was accounted for in the whereabouts. Or is he running around oh. and s- slide puzzling these people all to death? But there's now a mound of bodies to deal with. And you start thinking like this had to be how the Prometheus went down, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and probably all the chaos you see there is power struggles, just like we're seeing on you know people afraid and, and lashing out and uh trying to protect themselves and destroying the ship in the process it makes me wonder how they got to the end state of the little boy being locked in the closet and he was a sole survivor because if daniel was there why would he be locked in the box because he had to be found well they probably tried to kill way. him and he came back there right and so they were like well if he's just going to keep coming back let's lock him in there if that's then where how he they all responds. die i don't know 
because Daniel's still out there killing people. And then once he's locked in a bus, so Daniel, it, it pleased Daniel because Daniel was there on the boat. He had to be because he just oh, popped yeah. out of the ocean. I and mean, that's how it, that's the, how it happened. Yeah. It, it had to please Daniel to leave his child accomplished in the box. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and we're going to we're going to figure out all of this stuff. We're going we're to come up with like, oh, this makes perfect sense based on what we've seen in episodes three and four, and then we'll watch five and none of it will make any sense anymore. So I feel like it's kind of a fool's errand to say, oh yeah, this dot connects to that one and that one. Well, one thing they, they we don't even know point, where the dots are. One thing they point out in this episode is, is the second part of Martin reveal that we forgot the, to point out in the, the first episode that we covered is that the captain, when he was over on the Prometheus found the ribbon of his dead daughter. Yes. We see in a flashback, he finds that. I that's one thing that I can't envision how that could have happened because my impression is these people died in so far in the past that there's like before these the ships were acquired like Mm -hmm. I can't think of a way that that ribbon could have possibly since presumably that ribbon was burnt was burnt burnt up how that ribbon could have possibly gotten on that ship he says his family died two years ago and this ship has been lost at sea for four months uh, mm-hmm. on what is a, apparently a seven day voyage. So, yeah, there, there's no possible way that they were on that ship. Uh, at least not. Possible in our real world, as we understand it. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff like that, too, right? Like the I, I was kind of disappointed that all we get of the logbook is a manifest, even though it has something interesting in there, which is that Mara was supposedly on that ship as well. She's listed mm-hmm. on the manifest. I think it's interesting, but my God, I wanted to hear the captain's words on what went down over there. Yeah. Um, that, that's some it, of the creepiest shit in, in these like derelict ship uh, kind of shows where they go over and they get the, the real time accounting of how it all went down, especially when you know that you're now in the same situation. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. Here's what's new and premium content for our club members. No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation, but get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive, dare I say premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.ballmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you. And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. Come meet us live and in person, watch a mystery badass film with us, and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. And now, back with more Bald Move. Well, I wonder that too, because it looked like the logbook maybe was intact and he just took the one page. Uh-huh. Now, did you notice that the captain on that manifest was listed as E. Larson? No, who's Who that? Is Ike Larson is a captain of the Kerberos. So, like, whatever finger he's pointing at Mara. Wait, the Prometheus, right? Because I know he's yeah. the captain of the Kerberos. No, he was no also yeah, on the manifest, he's, he's, he's the shows captain? him as Captain the Prometheus, yeah. That same manifest page has him being the, the captain. So, like, the why did, did he miss that himself? How would he miss that? If your name I, showed up on a list, even if it was just your first initial and your last name, I would notice. My God. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I verified that. So we got we got we got potentially Ike Larson, maybe it's Eric Larson. Uh, we got Ike Larson, but, but Captain, he didn't he doesn't notice this or doesn't see fit to you know bring Mara onto. It's, it's more of an accusation. You've been lying instead of we've all don't know what's going on, right? Um, the other thing I thought it's interesting is that it seems like every one of the main characters has gotten a letter. Yes, because we see that Lucian that. got one, and also what's Virginia her name, Wilson. Virginia Wilson, yeah, uh, had one addressed to Virginia as well. Um, what the hell is going on with that? I don't know. 
Um, Mara is conspicuously the one that doesn't have the letter addressed to her, right? Um, right. Which, which is probably right because she probably wasn't supposed to be on this ship. I don't know. But who She's... was it? Who who was who? So is she not even this guy's brother? Did she intercept a message from two brothers, or from a brother and another sister? Because if she was, if it wasn't addressed to her, who is it supposed to be addressed to? It's addressed to Henry, but I. I assume Henry sent it to her. He got he got the letter, but why was he getting a letter? Well, oh, that that's what I meant. Who who? Well, I guess we don't know who addressed any of these, and they're all in the same hand. They're all in the same, yeah, same letterhead, same envelopes, whatever. Did did um? So, so you think everyone on the Prometheus also got a letter? And that's how like Henry got his letter, and she's because at the beginning of the show she was like, oh, what'd you do? What was happening on those ships? And what you killed my brother and all that stuff. Was he on that ship? Maybe and it's he got possible. a letter and then sent but it to like, her. But how would he send it to her once he's on the ship? But but now that you can tr- teleport matter across time and space, I don't know because like I I I want to try to find a yeah. way that the Kerberos is literally the Prometheus, but I I don't think that's what they're wanting. Um, because having these three ocean liners, that was a pretty common, pretty common practice back in the day. You know, you had the, like the Titanic mm-hmm. and the Brit- Britannia and the Olympic. You know, you had these like mm-hmm. three because like you, you, you wanted to have a ship leaving every week. You needed three ships across the, the Atlantic to be able to do that. So like I think they'd add three separate ships. But. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. There's so many odd details about the Prometheus. It's overall condition. The fact that it looks like it was sank and it's been you know, the fact well, that the manifest has people that are on the uh-huh. Kermoros on it like that just doesn't make any sense and I'm super curious about this three ship thing right it's 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 triangle motif again right three points on the triangle three, uh, ships, three ships the spit three months at dry dock and the third ship is nowhere to be found we haven't seen it it I makes me wonder right uh, we didn't even know of its existence until this episode so it makes me wonder if these shafts, because we see the shafts are real. It's not some figment of the captain's imagination. He's not yeah, hallucinating. Have seen it. Mara goes in them. Right. The boy goes in them. There's one under her bed, too. Well, wait, wait, uh, wait. Do we know that for sure? Or we're surmising that based on him crawling under there and we're hearing him opening in a hatch? Because well, we actually see he knocks, him go in? Yeah, he knocks on the hatch and Mara opens it up and sees that there's oh, one right, under her right, bed right. and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, lets him out. So, right, right. Uh, I'm wondering if these shafts aren't connected to each other somehow because when he goes down in there, like he comes out and he talks to Daniel um, and Daniel's like, did you find it? Mm. So clearly like these shafts lead to another place. Um, it's a little they don't frustrating. Just dead end. It's a little frustrating that we don't know any more about those shafts. than we did two episodes ago, like we've had multiple characters go yeah. down there and they, they are allergic to showing us, like what the fuck is going on down there and no one comments on it when they come down and come back up i I feel like there's some kind of teleportation that's happening at the bottom of those that will send you to one of the other shafts in another ship that's Mm. my guess and that the third ship is like i don't know if it's in dry dock wherever like so, so they might use it to teleport in and out of this bermuda triangle situation they've got going uh especially when you combine it with like teleporting whole ships yeah so Something we also got there. confirmation that this, the ca- according to the captain, who might be crazy, uh, these ships originally did not have any shafts, any of these obsidian shafts. Yeah, didn't have this complicated circuit breaker that's that's they said was steam engine sensors. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things all been added. So this is clearly shaping up to be something of a test. You know, like his surmisal of we're running this non profitable thing with an under under uh book ship and we're going this this weird mysterious route just as bait for something that's sounding like it's a solid theory the other thing i think i'm surmising is sebastian the first officer is in on it because only oh. he knows about that triangle panel right like the captain doesn't know about that 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 ticker take that had the different triangles and he goes to that panel and he enters that precise sequence and it does something oh right that is him so he yeah. is an observer of the experiment, a control for the experiment. Because he's also very passive, like he wasn't mm. he didn't outright support the captain, but he didn't defy him. 
uh, now that there's been the mutiny, he goes and kind of, you know, shame, shame, know your name to the, it's, it's, he's described in the wiki as the captain's right hand man, Franz, the one with the beat up face. I don't mm-hmm. know what is like if he's the master at arms or he's like uh, uh, the, what position he's a second command or what. But mm-hmm. I, I, I got I, I don't know what's going on. With the Sebastian guy. Yeah, I don't know. You're you're right. He is in on it somehow. Um, I wonder if those were coordinates to like where to transfer the ship. But the, oh, but we know where the ship was transferred. The ship was transferred at the exact place that they first deviated from the course, as if they never found a Prometheus and were go, going on. So it's like they need they they are yeah. being forced to go back on the original path that they were supposed to go on which raises the question where they teleported only in space or also in time um mm. and i can't help but think like the, the visual motifs of these triangles i saw like part of this on the wall in mara's cabin where mm. the boys sitting next to it if you take one of those you turn it upside down and you put those stacked on their points mm-hmm. it's an hourglass right mm-hmm. the, the, it's very it's very evocative of like a timey-wimey thing which we know dark mm-hmm. had in spades sure. this may sure. or may not um so i i still am keeping the time travel stuff open yeah but there's a lot you... of stuff that says simulation right but it could be something even weirder right like it could be something that's just wholly made up for this show yeah, and it's 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 interesting because the triangles that the guy's inputting are, you know, we talk about the alchemaic symbols. The, he's putting in various uh, symbols for water and fire, water and fire. Um, mm. The company's symbol is earth and the inverted symbol of that would be air. You, so, like, if you had different combinations of like earth on top of fire, it would look literally like a filled hourglass. Hmm. Yeah, that just been turned over. And if you had, what would it be? It would be water <laughs> on top of air. You would okay. have a f- uh, hourglass that's completely emptied into its bottom. Maybe the, there's something to that. I feel. I feel like there might be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff I still have. Tons of questions about it. As you said, it exploded it. Um, and just like technology wise, I have so many questions, but then you get to the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, yeah. So, Can we talk yeah. about the, cause it seems like what's going to happen is every episode we're going to open up on a new title character. They're going to have some kind of flashback trauma sequence. They're going to be uh, Mara. Uh, the credit, the voice on the captions is credit as Mara is going to tell them to wake up and they're going to wake up with triangle pupils. Did you notice the triangle pupils this time? Ah, shit. No, I didn't look for him. I will. Next I time. couldn't tell on Ling because her eyes are just fucking jet black as far as I can tell. Gotcha. Um, and uh, uh, who is it more? Who's the Jerome? Jerome. Jerome has got fairly dark eyes, but I actually was able to make out the triangle pupil. Um, nice. Let's talk about Ling. How did she get aboard the Prometheus? Not the Prometheus, I'm sorry. Well, maybe the Prometheus. How did she get aboard the Kerberos sure. for sure? Uh, it's my opinion that Mrs. Wilson was... She, she's a madam, we find out, mm-hmm. over in America. And she is... Uh, she was off in the more exotic parts of the world, searching for uh, girls to talent. work for her. Talent. Yep. Sex Doing a talent search. Yep. Uh, and she had decided she was going to bring... Uh, Yingli's sister or Lingy's sister. Over Is there. it her sister? I think or is so. Is it just a girl in the village? I, I think it's her sister. I don't know. I don't know where you got sister because I, I, I did not get that impression, but you might be right. I don't know. I mean, would you just want to take the spot? I, I guess my question is why is Yingli. Uh, so still, keen on leaving. She wanted I mean, her freedom. It looks like it's she has tied, a shitty, it, shitty life, but it, it, this it, is it not freedom. Up. But but why is it shitty? Because she said the life I, I had is every time men came by, I had to hide in this box. Uh huh. Which we see happen at least once, and somehow she gets thrown into the water. I don't know if that's a fear she has, or if that's something that literally happened. I think it's because that's where the body of the girl was in whatever past version of this event happened mm. and they threw it overboard to hide the body 
right? Oh, I see. So she's she is thinking about like what it would be like to be in that girl's position. Maybe I guess she's already poisoned and dead. But or yeah, she could, no. you know, in some weird scenario, be in in that position in some simulation. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I think but, that's but what Mi- was going on there. But Mrs. Wilson has gone to recruit somebody. Then she, they're going. She's taken this uh, person out of a, a rural Chinese village, mm-hmm. and she's going to te- you know teach him to be a geisha girl so that she can get top dollar <laughs> in the New York. Crazy! Market. You're not going yeah. to Japan. To, to harvest your geisha girls, you're going to I'm guessing China? a geisha girl would cost a lot of money and maybe okay. not be willing to go to New York and be a prostitute where if you, you know, the idea that you've got like a geisha in captivity is, you know, that exotic thing that's getting right. the rich, rich dudes boners going. Um, Being made even more exotic by the fact that she's never been with anybody. She's never well, yeah, sex. that was that's whole like Mrs. Wilson's eyes glittering at that. Oh, God. And, right. You know, but the, but she's she's that's the thing is like we don't know what anyone's running from yet. We're getting the mo- the one we have the most mm-hmm. clear picture of is Jerome. Because somehow I think he's going to be labeled as a deserter and he's kind of going to like, you know, be an outcast in French society. So he's yeah. trying to maybe and also get revenge over what's the guy's name is it Etienne Lucien Lucien Lucien. Because that's the other thing. Okay, let, let's stick a one trauma as a flashback at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we found out about Ling that whatever her mom is was a prostitute, is a prostitute. And that's how she provided for her daughter and she wanted a better life for her. Somehow that better yeah. life involved hiding in a wooden box from men from time to time. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what that's maybe that's where she went and her mom did her dirty business. I think so. Yeah. Because uh, did they live on the boat? Is this a houseboat situation? I, I or is it a working boat? <laughs> yeah, I, it might be both. It might be both, I don't know. and that's why she was hiding in the box. But she she craved freedom, so she saw that her mom to rob her Johns would every once in a while whip up some kind of concoction that would knock the guys out, presumably, so she could rob them or otherwise take advantage of it. Ling saw that, and she's like, "Oh, Maymay is going to be uh, taken to New York by this one woman." And because she's naive and doesn't understand everything, she decides to drug her. But she does. She probably puts a full, you know, full dose, giant Amer- uh, Englishman dose of poison into a little five foot nothing may body and it kills her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is bere- and she's she's forced to relive the situation where like she from her perspective sees may who's all excited about this opportunity. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel so bad because then we go back to the boat, right? And all this is influencing the decisions they're making there. Um, and Miss Wilson is Mrs. Wilson is getting very, uh, I don't know, more excited about the prospect she has here as soon as she gets back to New York. But she also um, is, is enraged that she's been lied to because she thought that she was getting a professional working girl who is well seasoned, and she's got a girl, the girl who can't even get naked in front of another lady without. You know, it being traumatic to her. Yeah, it turns out she's a virgin. Uh, there's a there's a inspection scene, let's call it, uh, where Miss Wilson is inspecting uh-huh. uh, her, and it, it, nothing is good about this scene except for the the affect that Miss Wilson has when she takes off her ring. I love the, the oh, little God, wiggle. It's, it's so... like so perfect. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 a scene. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I feel so, so bad for her mom, like trying to tell this teenage daughter that the choices you're about to make in your life are going to affect. They're going to stay with you like it, it won't ruin you as a person, but they will stay with you. Right. It's like yeah. in your own mind, in your head. These are choices you can't take back. And just her daughter not understanding that I felt so bad for her. Yeah, and it's like I mean, like I said, I uh, it's it's not that sex work ruins anyone necessarily, but right, right. it's like what society feels about it, how you feel about it, and also just like uh, how good is the sex work in the country? Like what kind of protections there are? Like it's yeah, I don't think it's um, still to this day as libertine as we're getting in twenty first century Western world. It's still a lot of stigma doing any kind of sex work. Like even if mm-hmm. you're just doing like you know. Uh, lewd camming uh there's there's a lot of people that feel differently about that 
Um, and you imagine in 1899, that's going to go, you know, uh, a, a bunch further. Yeah, and it's not necessarily that. It's that she's making these decisions thinking she has no other choices, thinking that, like, clearly these are traumatizing things to her. And yeah. they're they're not things that, like, are a socially acceptable or even acceptable by Ling Yi's standards. It's it's a decision she's making out of desperation that is going to stick with her for the rest of her life. I, I just felt so bad because her mom's been through it. Right. And she knows. Oh, yeah. But yeah. trying to tell a 16 year old or whatever she is, that is like, I don't know, pissing into the wind. Who's got like her prides now bound up into it, you know? Like, yeah, because uh, she's kind of there's a lot of defiance in like the the mother and daughter conversation there. In, in terms of um, unintentionally hilarious, awkward sexual experiences, which mm-hmm. do you rank higher? Uh, Miss Wilson sliding off her ring finger to do the inspection or the loud clanging circle jerk between first <laughs> class and steerage. I was just thinking, I hope there's nobody in earshot because this sounds <laughs> This is a noise you have to come investigate if you Dude, hear it. Dude, <laughs> yeah, like, like you, and you would hear from anywhere approximately uh-huh. from 300, because it's just like, it's clang, 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 clang goes the trolley, <laughs> right. man. It's, I, it was hilarious. The loudest hand job in history, yeah. Was it a mutual thing, or was was the Dutch kid jerking off the the Spanish Himself? dandy or tip was to tip? Maybe the it was Spanish tip to tip tan- efficiency. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering. I don't know. Um. Yeah. What is the deal with the uh, angel? Is he just like a sex addict? Can he just not get enough? Yeah. It seems like he's a a heathen who does not uh th- does not consider the consequences of any of his actions before he's just off doing something on a whim. Seems like him and Ramiro might be done because Ramiro's finally seen him for like the fundamentally unserious person or like, bro, I don't I don't know exactly what his damage is, but uh, he's he's not ready to settle down. And I feel like Ramiro was under the impression this is a little bit more serious of a thing than it is. But I don't know. I mean, this uh, angel took a beating over it, as I I, I think. So it's not like unserious. It's just. I, like he said, he goes like, hey, look, I am the way I am. You are the way you are. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can be changed either way, which I think was supposed to be some like tough love. But like Ramiro's like, oh, OK, well, if that's the case, then I guess I'm going to take my unchangeable ass to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's the right response. Hmm. I like it. Uh, we also found out some, here's some, I don't know the, the, if you want to talk specific things we could, well, maybe we, we stay on, um, Ling for a bit longer. What did you make of the fog invading her personal space? Oh, I don't know. Cause the um, fog seemed like it was intrinsic to the transportation process. Cause like it all got sucked into the Kerberos hmm. before it like flashed wherever it flashed to. But it also, you know, behaved like a fog until it started coming into the, I don't know, airlock, the sea lock or whatever. Um, yeah. And it surrounded her and forcibly made her relive another traumatic memory. No, it feels like it's being controlled somehow uh, because the the crew of the boat says one second it wasn't here. The next second we were surrounded in fog. Right. So right. It's, it's like a Truman Show thing where they could turn the rain on. Right. Um, right. 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 That's the impression I got. And yeah, they, these, but, but what is the connection to like the memories and the fog? If, if you want to go into like simulation type stuff, you could say that it's representative of like getting, getting to the edges of the simulation, maybe. Um, but these guys are all also coming to a consciousness kind of, of the real world. Some, I don't know. Some kind of drug. Like I could see fog washing over your body yeah. as a yeah. visualization of a drug washing through your body and they're uh-huh. being psycho uh, actively manipulated. Yeah. Um, just waking up from that drug induced uh, unconsciousness. Right. Anyway, and we see injections of all kinds, right? Even in the intro, there's a needle in going intro. to a boy's. And, and Lucian is is downing glass vials of who knows what that's supposed to be a, an anti potassium bromide. Yeah. Oh, is it actually labeled? That's what he says. Yeah, it's potassium bromide. I Interesting. Think, OK, we well, it. we have to take his word for it. But is, is that an, an anti-epileptic? Because that's what a, I think he seemed like it for. Mm-hmm. And it also means he can't get it up. Yeah. When he's taking it. So uh, 
And he yeah, also continues to, to hate his fiance. Uh, and I'm not sure why they got married. And he prefers to rent a prostitute to just hang out with just to get him out of their quarters for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And he talks about and this is the second time somebody has talked about life being painful, life hurting. He he talks about it like. um, You know, he, he's kind of stuck in a catch 22, right? He wants to experience pleasures of life. And then one of those pleasures is sex, but he can't because he's afflicted with seizures and the thing he takes mm. to keep himself from being racked by seizures is a drug that makes him unable to experience the pleasure of sex so well and also it's killing him it sounds like he thinks himself he only has days weeks perhaps months oh, left right. to live for some reason is is that because of his illness the seizures or is that because of the stuff he's taking to maintain and, and, some kind of reasonable life and let's let's i don't know <laughs> And let's okay. also pivot to talking to the relation to him and Jer- Jerome, because apparently yeah. they were French legionnaires, foreign legionnaires fighting in some godforsaken dune place of the world, uh, some dry desert. And it feels like they've been abandoned, like they're the lone survivors of some last stand and everyone's kind of forgotten. They haven't been resupplied. They're starting to starve. And uh, Lucien wants to start looting the dead and do a Dick Whitman slash Don Draper. Like, I'm going to trade up. I'm going to take this lieutenant, and I'm going to make his identity my own, and I'm going to go back to France as a hero instead of either a deserter or staying here until we die because everyone's forgotten about us. Is that your read of the situation, too? Mm -hmm. I think so. Is there any way that he caught some kind of disease while he was a foreign legion? Because wasn't there all kinds of, like, legionnaire diseases and stuff? Because this is the day before vaccine, and you're taking people whose biome is in one part of the world and you're taking the other, like I, I heard that people just would drop dead all the time when you take them, like especially mm-hmm. from Europe to like South America and stuff like that. But is, could, could he have gotten something, some kind of parasite or something in wherever the hell it. they're at? Sure. And the, the thing that really struck me about these scenes is a, they're repeating. Um, yeah. It happens twice. So the first time we see this scene, it's kind of the aftermath of of the scene um, or the second half of the scene, which is Lucian's already looting the body. Uh, Jerome's already out of the cage. Uh, and all that is happening like you described it. The second time we see it, it starts at a previous point where Lucian is, is kind of standing there and Jerome's back in the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh clearly he gets out at some point but there's a weird thing that happens at the beginning of this scene the second time around where jerome comes to i think after being concussed it feels like everybody yeah everybody gets hit with something and then lucian bats him in the face with a rifle butt right and then they come to in these trauma memories he pistol whips him yeah 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 which is interesting like there's a connection between being knocked out and being in this world but when he comes to in the cage he, gets he looks shot. at Lucian. he gets shot and that tra- triggers the second right, flashback right. he he cuz he's he's got a real strong sense of right and wrong in both of these realities like he's saying like we can't loot these corpses it's not right and he's the one on the ship saying what's happening right now being these p- people giving unjust power is wrong and that causes him mm-hmm. to like take a stand against you know for the captain and for the boy get, and he gets shot for it yeah it doesn't kill him it just triggers a uh, a death flashback yeah and he'll wake up out of that later but at the beginning of that jerome is in the cage and lucian is standing outside but lucian is standing completely still like frozen simulation kind of still mm-hmm. for a good couple of couple of three seconds I don't know what that means, but I definitely noticed it. Like you're talking about some of the glitches that are maybe happening. Yeah. Uh, throughout this show, which I've started to notice a little bit, but that really struck me. Yeah. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. And now back with more bald move. So it's clear that Jerome. So Jerome remembers. Jerome remembers Lucian. Does Lucian remember Jerome? Because Lucian mm-hmm. puts that medal on, or no, I'm sorry, Jerome puts that medal on Lucian's credenza or desk or whatever to fuck with him. Because he's like, this is the identity yeah. you've stolen. I know 
what's going on. It's I know what you did last summer, essentially. Uh, but yeah. but why wouldn't Lucian remember Jerome? He does. There's there's a scene where Lucian like goes to get his his medicine and he goes in his drawer and he sees the metal and he like attacks uh Clements. Yeah. Right. Because he's like, where the fuck did you get this? Mm-hmm. So he clearly recognizes that the metal, but he doesn't where recognize it's from. It. I've never seen it. Like they, they didn't he do the thing. I was like, don't you look familiar? But like, have they interacted? I have. I thought in the previous in the in like one of the first two episodes that they ran into each other and they mentioned something about like haven't I seen you before? Maybe it's Jerome and the hmm. woman. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Jerome and and Mrs. Wilson or yeah, I think it was Mrs. Wilson. Here's the other thing. Let's talk about Mrs. Wilson. She seems to conveniently speak all of the languages aboard this ship all of them because she definitely speaks not all of them but more English and more and as Cantonese. time goes on uh, uh, what other what other French because she, cause she, she French? remember okay. she says oh I know a little bit of French and then she's immediately right. like totally fluent is that because I she's think a there's madam? something going on with that it, maybe maybe like she, she travels like all the, over the world she and, goes to Europe and goes to all the poor places and harvests a bunch she's sex trafficking yeah. but that could be a cover for her mm. being part of whatever experimentation or project is going on here. It just seems a little too convenient that she knows the specific languages of all the people aboard this ship so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's uh, also like the soundscape where Jerome tries to make a, you know, make a jump for it. Um, Is this there's this weird panting and groaning that's on the soundtrack where he feels like he's a trapped animal or something. I'm not sure exactly what they're going with that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know. What did you make of? So last episode, a a pair of episodes, we talked about the um, the boiler room boys that were speculating about a wolf that had gotten out and killed the ship. Mm-hmm. Now this guy's got these giant cloves of garlic around his neck, says he's protecting <laughs> against, and he's like, "Well, does that do for vampires?" Like, oh, this, they they work about the same. And then they had uh-huh. this interesting conversation about like, "Well, how how do you believe in werewolves? You've never seen them." It's like, "Well, I've never seen Russia, but I believe it exists." And well, do you have yeah, any ideas like, of oh, where all that's going? Because that's that's just baiting supernatural shit. Totally, uh, and rightfully so when we see people teleporting and and shit so i don't know i don't know the wolf imagery is strong wolves and sheep um i assume you know based on dark that we're gonna get some like mastermind behind the scenes and he's gonna have a philosophy that goes Mm. you know some fucked up wolves and sheep and right the sheep deserve to be slaughtered because the wolf and the sheep Mm -hmm. uh, perfect model that nature puts for all yeah yeah i could i could see some scarred ass motherfucker saying that (laughs) right that's where i assume it's going but i hope it's i hope it's a little bit of a twist on that um it's a lot of tension between like angel and this uh uh, who's the Dutch kid's name? Uh, Crester. Yeah. Because this is the second time he's been confronted by his family about his proclivities. And it's the second time one of the female family members has thrown one of the precious items of angels at his feet. Like the first is the sister um, throwing Tove, throwing the cigarette box. And now it's Tove's mom throwing the gold gold watch at his face. And, and, and then Crester gives the follow up spit in his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crester's taking a real turn this episode uh he is all in on the religious uh fundamentalist insanity the irrationality um i and, yeah that part of the show just is really driving me insane and then uh we also have the you know, Maureen uh, or Mara gets upset because they get the boy and they form a lynch mob. And we, we thought that the um, Toe's father, the preacher, was going to be the spiritual community leader. But it seems like it's his, his her mom more than anything. Uh, uh-huh. There's a couple of interesting things. So, like, when they find out the little girl has been killed uh, and Crestor was off getting the clang- the loud, clangy handy. Um 
he comes back and he's overcome by grief. He tries to smash a window and he's like, if we don't open a window, her soul can't escape. Do you think that'll mean anything? Ooh. Uh, Cause I thought it'd just no. be a throw, a throwaway superstition, but like, here we are people resurrecting and caught in time loops and God knows what other kind of metaphysical stuff. I'm like, huh? The fact that you yeah. couldn't break a window mm-hmm. and the fact that he's saying it's traps for soul there to me my ears pricked up about that yeah maybe um i don't know because it's so far we've only seen the connection in the boy and daniel to to that kind of metaphysical stuff so they work could be a red herring the 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 boy and daniel who i think are one and the same separated by some kind of future time loop Mm -hmm. um they they work together uh, they yeah. they help each other out, and they're specifically looking for something in in the wherever those shafts go, right? Yeah, uh, I want to call them hatches just because of Lost, but right, I don't know. <laughs> Definitely guy, got it. Might be an homage to some guy down there uh, <laughs> telegraphing lottery numbers. Then, uh-huh. then we'll know. We'll know for totally. sure. Um, but the, 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 the stuff with with Mara, it doesn't in there. I, I I want to talk about some of the stuff with them going over to the other to the other boat, Prometheus. Or, okay, yeah, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're looking for the logbook, and they're trying to also find out where all the crew and and passengers went. Right. And the captain finds what I think is, is the half burnt log book with the manifest in it. Mm-hmm. And he does not tell her that he found any of this stuff. And to me, it's right. like, she's kind of really dumb in this moment. I, I feel like, you know, she's confused, but also she's really not asking all the right questions. Cause like captain is hell bent on getting over here, figuring out what went on, right. cracking this case. And he gets over there and they search around for a little bit. And then she thinks he found something. She walks over. Hey, you find anything? He's like, mm-hmm. nope, let's go back to the boat. It's time. We, we got to leave now. Right. right that right. immediately tells you he found something, right? <laughs> I mean, the dude that's all hell bent on figuring it out yeah. suddenly wants to go back. Yeah. And she knows something's yeah. wrong. She tries to, 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 to tell him or tries to get him to talk. Say, hey, you haven't said anything since we rode over. But he, now he doesn't trust her. But the thing is, is that the right. thing is, is it's got his name on it. That's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. It's like instead of seeing this is really fucking weird and bringing her into it, it's something that like is causing her to trust. And I noticed that there seem to be arbitrary divisions growing amongst everybody. And they imply, I think, with some of the camera work and the musical cues that the boy is causing it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, possible that there, there, there is some kind of um, like rage virus that's being unleashed. And this kid's the the. The, the 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 patient zero yeah it's my impression that everything we're seeing happening right now happened on the prometheus and that's that's our destination this boat is going to look just like the prometheus by the time we're done with it and yeah. maybe since there's a third boat and since some of these passengers are on the manifest for the prometheus we might end up losing the kerberos and end up with all the same people on the third boat back on the pro- at some um, point yeah there was some there was some uh, pre preseason artwork, promotional imagery that shows the Kerberos and then it's mirrored on the other side. And I wonder if you're on to something like if, if we start an episode five that we're on Prometheus with all the same. So it's like we the first half of the season was the Kerberos trying to find the Prometheus and then we're going to go through some kind of tunnel. And the next part of the season will be the prequel that was the Prometheus leading up to the Kerberos. Oh boy. It's going yeah. to be like some kind of Ouroboros in the middle of the ocean. Oshaboros. Oshaboros. Sure. Um I I don't know. Yeah. And then with the the captain getting locked in the the brig, the makeshift brig or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> one of the funny things is he just starts ripping at the pipes, like like starts smashing mm-hmm. a pipe. I I would not feel comfortable smashing a bunch of pipes on board a boat. A ship he's, like a cap- he's the captain. He knows exactly what that pipe does. I, 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 I assume so. Yeah, he probably he's like, cause he talks he's about like knowing the layout. Picard, you know, he knows how uh, to disable his own damn ship. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what, I, what I, pipe I, was that? Does like I, one of the decks not have water now? What? Didn't they have like sound tubes? 
Oh, okay. That's like that's it was just a... like literally the carry, like you know, so you could because in the old days, I think they just yelled into a tube and uh, like acoustically it would go to another part of the ship, and it's kind of like when you went to the Children's right. Museum and did that thing. I don't know. Th- then why have the like the the Price is Right wheel with the the thing on it that you push back and forth to communicate with the engine room because it's too loud down there. Yeah, oh yeah, it has to be. My God, you got you got uh, stick your sixteen ear on engines that can burn five corpses apiece. That's some that's some <laughs> loud ass crematorium <laughs> shit going on there. Sure, I, it's funny because when she was saying, uh, I thought it was really funny her saying like, "Oh, these things are hot enough to melt people or whatever." Let's look for bone fragments, and it's like it seemed obvious to me. And then later in the episode, you see it's like, "What? This is the ocean, man! You just throw them bodies overboard." Right, right. Yeah, why would the hell would you spend time and money trying to cremate him when you've got the world's largest graveyard? <laughs> yeah, I, I assume no there is man. no mystery if you find that a completely abandoned boat, right? The people yeah, went where overboard. Are the people, they're in the water, right? Uh-huh. They're either somewhere else on Earth or they're in the water. There's no other in between. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like, so the boy's regeration seems to be tied to this cabinet. Yes. Like it's a Which clone why box it was or locked, something. I think. So it's not an intrinsic ability he has. It's it's whenever he dies, I guess. If he dies, he just regenerates or re-teleports or what, however. Into well, what this, about this, this cabinet? What about this pyramid? Is there something well, not connected? this cabinet? Because they found him in the cabinet of Prometheus, but it's right. the exact identical cabinet on the sister ship Kerberos. Uh huh. So why did Which he I regenerate love. there and not Prometheus? That is a damn good question because now he's spiritually or something linked to this boat yeah uh wait so so as the the prometheus has teleported out at this point right oh but so has the kerberos the kerberos is back on their original heading yeah presumably the prometheus is where they found it and the kerberos uh-huh. is back on its original heading not clear if it's back on the right time like if we literally lost a day right i think in the days of um uh, what do they call that communication telegraph that you would you, you wouldn't be long wondering if you lost a day. You could just telegraph like uh, New York or someplace and be like, yo, what day is it? And they would be like, did it? It's it's Tuesday at twelve forty five. You idiot. Like, mm-hmm. right. It's not like you're it's not like the age of sale where like, oh, God, we can't talk to anybody. You know, who knows what happened? Yeah, they should be able to know if they've lost days. You would think so. Uh, but yes, you're right. He comes back in the the new boat the Kerberos which is strange what do you think about him hugging uh, Mara is that a genuine human reaction that this little Hmm. lizard boy is having or is he (laughs) is a put on to get max sympathy from her I don't know because this kid needs more info has the flattest of affects he doesn't appear Mm -hmm. appear afraid ever he doesn't appear he doesn't fear the reaper as it were i love that they fire up that song when he comes back (laughs) i'm like yes that's perfect hell yeah more cowbell uh what is lost will be found is that is that the phrase right so now we start to see that coming mm -hmm. into effect a little bit Mm mm-hmm Oh, speaking of things lost, Mara also drops on the fact that she had a miscarriage some time ago and complications from that makes it though she cannot have a child. Is that part of the procedure that we see of being done to her with the straps and the injections? And is that where she lost the child? Ah, I assume that was just some kind of um, psychological procedure. But like there's no I mean, yeah, if they're doing like electroshock or some kind of chemical therapy, I assume Mm -hmm. that could cause a miscarriage. Maybe yeah. could be sterilization too. could be. And uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, when I look at her wrists, it's not just that they seem like they happened yesterday. It's like they're not even healing. I wonder if there's mm-hmm. some connection to um, Franz's face that he's had <laughs> physical trauma. No, seriously. Like, his, no, like I'm, I'm laughing, it, but only because his face, uh, his wounds are never they're not. They're just still fresh and like actively bleeding just the way her mm-hmm. wrists look for all the world like she just busted out like she just literally busted out of these straps. Yeah, I'm trying to determine how much time has passed because they're only on a seven day voyage. Right. Right. And and I think we're picking up like right where we left off in subsequent episodes but yeah 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 there's not a lot of time it might just be that only an hour has passed and he hasn't he hasn't healed yet 
Um, mm-hmm. But but speaking of marks and, and and strap marks and other things, I noticed on Daniel's hand, there is a mark on his ring finger where a ring would be. Mm. And it looks like it. You know how they they have you remove all your jewelry and shit when you're working on electric high high voltage electric stuff. Sure, right. Because if you touch your ring in the wrong way to the wrong thing, it can jump through your ring and through your body in a very very easy way. Yeah, yeah. It looks like that to me. Like that has happened to him. Like Uh, he had a ring on when some high voltage electricity, like we're seeing in these circuit breaker boxes, uh, jumped through him and that ring, and now he no longer wears it because. It's just a bad idea. Interesting. Interesting. Did you notice that the kid has a little triangle line tattoo uh, on the nape of his neck? Yeah. So he's so clearly he's property connected with the company. And, and they said that that's the company logo. I think they you know, that's something we had guessed, but they made it explicit. So he's property of the company. And I mean, when we that, say the company, we're talking like Illuminati type shit, right? It's not just a business. <laughs> Yeah, because like I don't I'm not it's not even clear to me that this company used to do ocean liner thing. It's just like they wholly acquired it for the express purpose of refitting these yeah. ships with this scientific equipment to drive them into this Bermuda. That's not a Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. The Mid-Atlantic Triangle. Yes. Oh, do you think this is going to go to? Oh, I wonder if there is like some kind of new triangle that's based on Atlantis, the sunken city of Atlantis. Do you think they're going to go? Oh, and that's why the, the Prometheus looks all sunken. Yeah, yeah, because I, I keep thinking about that whirlpool. I, I feel like the Prometheus spent time in the bottom of the ocean. Also, that's why I thought it was so mm-hmm. funny when the captain said he wants to go over and fix the communication system, the telegraph machine on the Prometheus, because that telegraph room looked fucked. Like, I don't think yeah. Alexander Graham Bell could set that thing back to rights. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like uh-huh. it got melted and then submerged in seawater. Yeah. So good luck with that, Captain. I don't know if all the pipes in the world can help you out with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a hell of a lot more to say. Uh, I mean, I again, I just feel like we have just been propounding each other with questions that we don't have the answers to uh-huh. for these last two hours of podcasts we've done. Like, yeah, I not much to not much to cling to at this point. There's a the lot. A lot of people are still saying, you know, this is the law situation where everyone's dead. This is some type of purgatory. It's some kind of simulation. Okay, uh, okay. Let me run with that simulation theory because I was okay. I was trying to connect. I'm trying to understand how these people died. That leaves no marks on them. A girl seemingly dies of natural causes. We know she's healthy up till then. No problems. She has a contact with Daniel and suddenly, boom, she's dead. Uh, is it possible that these are like a simulated body that's left behind when the consciousness of the person leaves the simulation. Yeah, it could be because they're all those kids. Those bodies all look very Westworld, like host deactivated, don't they? Yeah. It's like all totally. wide open, neutral expression, no physical trauma, just stacked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like how do these people die? It may not be that they're dying. It may that there be that they're just leaving their bodies. And when you talk about like, Oh, her soul can't escape uh, unless we break a window her soul might have already escaped, you know, soul. But quote, it unquote. also wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to learn that Mara died on the operating table. Larson died in the house fire. Um, OK, uh, what is it? It's, it's, Lucien uh, and Jerome were Jerome killed in the died, war. Yeah. yeah, Jerome was killed in the war with Lucien. And who's the other? And, and Ling got thrown in the ocean accidentally with a, a box and died. Mm hmm. And they all died trying to do well. No, that doesn't. Because like I was like, did they all try to die following their dream? But that doesn't seem to be what they're. That's that's only really Ling story. We don't know anybody else enough to. I mean, if you want to say that, uh, yeah. Um, Lucian had a dream of taking a dead petty officer, or not petty officer, lieutenant's identity and living it up in Paris somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping it's not anything that metaphysical. I I just love the way that these showrunners um, in dark specifically created a world that feels both physically impossible, but also somehow grounded like these these time tunnels. They they don't. 
they don't necessarily like physically connect, but it felt like there was something that connected them that was more than just like a spiritual, you know, connection. Yeah. It's like physically they are connected in this world somehow where they couldn't be in our world. And also uh, you got something there too, that if they're, if these two ships are connected and all three of these ships spent three months in dry dock being refitted, they probably is a connection to a previous, uh, to a, as yet unknown third ship. I wonder if that's going to be a season mm-hmm. two thing. Cause I guess the other way is like, if I had the idea that like you're, we're going to rewind and we're going to be on the Prometheus, but mm-hmm. it could be that we embark on the third sister ship yeah. for the second half of this season to go, to go search for, or not even search for, but they then find like the Prometheus right. and the Kerberos. But the how drift. do you, what is the, what do the headlines say with this do this newly started ocean liner yeah. second sister ship sunk four months after the first <laughs> third, third time sister to charm. third doomed sister ship leaves dock yeah yeah third <laughs> ships to charm says uh oh, royal f- royal triangle company <laughs> only fools aboard yeah and that company will later found a shirt factory in brooklyn and the ship is full of dead shirt stitchers because of a fire. And now, you know, the rest of the story, it's going to tie into the try. You, you're not, you're not kidding. There's this big, like OSHA, like this is like the, 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 the grandpappy of worker safety things where they had a sweatshop where they stuffed all these sewing girls in this high rise tower and it burnt and killed them all. And, you know, they had that it, 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 it caused a lot of reform of like how many people can stuff in a building and you got to have fire protection material and all that stuff. Mm. I was just making a joke. I was just making a joke. I don't think this is going to connect to the, the <laughs> okay. triangle shirt factory. I fire wouldn't guess so now of the turn of the century America. Uh, but it might. It might. And if I accidentally got it right on the joke, I will take those Internet points. Uh, anything else we want to talk about these uh, third and fourth episodes? I I wonder if the thing that Daniel and the boy are looking for is in fact the logbook from the Prometheus. Like Why they're they conducting want, experiments they, and they want to know what happened uh, there. But they seem like they know everything already and were there at the beginning. Well then, well then what are they looking for? The other half of a triangle or the the pyramid? Yeah, we didn't talk so, so I I Briefly had this thought and we didn't talk about it, but this pyramid that Daniel or the sorry, the boy is mm-hmm. toting around with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered how the boy came back. Like, is it that he dies and he regenerates in the, the bar or is it that he has this uh, device on him in the shape of this pyramid that allows him to bring himself back to there whenever that happens? It's not his possession ever happens, it. though. But do it you, isn't, it need, where is it? I guess it? it needs to be. I think it's in Maureen's quarters, right? Or Amara. I can't I want to say Maureen, but it's Mara's quarters. Yeah, you might be right. I think we've you seen it sitting right. on her desk. But I, I don't, don't think he's see it in his hand it. or anything. No. Maybe the tattoo channels the power. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, or wait, wait. What is the symbol on his neck? Which of the triangles? Which of the elements? It's the one. It's the ship logo. It's So that would be Earth. Earth. Ah, fuck. I was hoping it was water. He's a golem. And because he's a he golem. went in the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so could be. It is, is it a little... Fr- so, like, I was a little frustrated the captain didn't... Well, you know, like, when he obviously found something and wasn't sharing it, but then it made sense that he found something that made him skeptical of Mara. So he kept that from her because he was shaken. That like, oh, my God, she's on, and she's not been honest with me, so I'm going to stop. But, like, why does Mara not tell anybody that, hey, I saw this boys. he's got the company logo tattooed on his neck uh-huh and he found a shaft in in my quarters yeah like it's he a little frustrating and- people aren't just like talking like hey we're uh, this big puzzle thing we're trying to do i figured I out mean. something no you can't i mean it's, this is just what they do on these shows box. that's it's a puzzle box did yeah, they do that in dark i felt like yes there was a lot of people telling lies but it wasn't about mm-hmm. like keeping arcane knowledge from you it's more of like i don't want you to find out that i fucked your uncle or whatever sure, sure. you know it's more of like human so like i don't know i'm a little disappointed that but then then again maybe did that did they did she find that before or after her and the captain went over to the other ship 
Because I guess if it's after and the captain is starting to be cagey with her, maybe she starts being cagey with him. I think it was after because she comes back from that, right? And Uh the mutiny has happened. The captain gets locked in. She goes to her quarters, discovers Daniel in the shaft. And And Daniel, and well, we think it's Daniel. And Daniel tells her that like, (laughs) sorry, yeah, yeah, the boy. (laughs) I'm just assuming. The boy Daniel. And and the Daniel comes and says, you got to stay locked in here because there's a mutiny. Yeah. And then the beetle, we haven't talked about the beetle. Is the beetle a physical device that enables like, like the slide puzzle, like seemingly mystical things to happen with doors and whatnot? That's the thing. If Um, you got the slide puzzle, like it's like, um, yeah, I I don't don't know because it doesn't seem like it's a technological thing. It seems like it's a real bug. uh Uh-huh. But it also has the ability to open doors. Uh Every time it crawls under a door, the doors (laughs) unlock. And it seems to know what's going to happen in the future. And maybe I'm reading too much into this. Wait, but how do you, why do you think that? So they're following it down the hall, right? Uh-huh. Um, and they're using it as kind of a guide about where to go and when. Like, like Morpheus telling Neo where to go at the beginning of the Matrix. Okay, uh, okay. It pauses at a corner when it knows there are going to be people coming. Gotcha. And once those people leave... Uh, it it continues on and the boy follows. But isn't that just sneaking around? Like, is it actually like Morpheus stuff where he's like ducked down in this cubicle because they're about to look over in his direction kind of thing? Or is it more I, like that's an open if question? You're, like, because I'm thinking, how would that look different if they're just sneaking around in the ship or the Beatles sure. like approaching corner? I hear someone wait till it's coast clear. Now let's go. I, I mean, how much doubt do you really want to throw on this Beetle knowing the future? In the show I that mean, we're watching, right? I, none. I just want to. I just want. I just want to make sure that there's a. Uh, you know, you've got something that you're going on, and uh huh. Such it, it was more of a feeling. It was more of a feeling watching it. Okay. Like I think this beetle knows more than it's up to, and and it clearly has some abilities that we don't understand yet. So yeah, it's uh, the master at unlocking locks. So you got that right off the bat. And throughout the series, I think Daniel. Sorry, sorry, the boy. And maybe Daniel's used the Beetle too, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, so that connects them too. But mm-hmm. that's how he got uh, through the wardroom to begin with. Yeah, people people follow the Beetle right as if it's the the guide through whatever physical or metaphysical space they're in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the thing about Mara being on the manifest, I believe it. She was listed under the exact same stateroom that she is. She is currently okay. I thought so. Mm-hmm. So ten eleven. Not just that she was on the sister ship, but she was also staying in the exact same cabin that she was before. It's fucking crazy. I don't know. I don't want to make of any of this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what else you got for me? I think that's it. All right. This is where we're going to pause for the series for this weekend. We'll be back Monday for uh, a discussion of five and six where maybe this stuff will start to take a shape. I don't know. Uh, that's where our plans are Monday. Tuesday, we'll be talking about episodes seven and eight. Then Thanksgiving weekend will happen, and we'll probably come back the week after that to do a wrap-up episode. If you would like to send feedback for your, your hot theories at the end of the season, uh, you thought we missed a clue or something as we're uh, going through and covering uh, the series, please send that in to pulp at baldmove.com, and we'll try to go over all that stuff uh, during the wrap-up podcast. And uh, Otherwise, yeah, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash baldmove. Uh, if you'd like to support what we're doing, you can check out uh, support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get ad-free access to our feeds as well as a ton of other bonus content. We do whole other podcasts exclusively for the club, movie reviews, talking about television that we're not covering on, on mainline releases. Uh, it's a great time. Support.baldmove.com. Otherwise, have a great weekend. We'll f- join up this mystery ship again and bark again on Monday. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.